Welcome back to Statement Piece. New episode this week with just me and Catherine. Today we are doing a couture review, including lines like Valentino and Schiaparelli and Iris Van Herpen, my favorite. But first, let's start with some current events. So yesterday, last night, which was February 7th, there was the Super Bowl, which is quite the American phenomenon. It is a football Some game. <laughs> So Tom Brady, who is a very well-known football player in America, has won his seventh Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Buccaneers? I feel like we can't be covering this. (laughs) Okay, well, we're in touch with what's happening in the world. Anyways, so in addition to that, the weekend was the performer for the halftime show. It's fascinating because the weekend's halftime show actually faced a couple challenges because of the pandemic. So there were a lot less people who worked on the show and preparations included more virus testing and social distancing in production trailers. So very much a reflection on what is going on in the world. Next, we wanted to discuss farmers' protests in India. Uh, For months, millions of Indian farmers have been protesting in Delhi against three farming laws that could jeopardize the livelihood of farmers across India. Um, In September 2020, the Indian parliament passed three new agriculture laws that reduce government protections of farmers by decreasing regulation on the pricing, sale, and storage of farm produce. And in response, there's been quite a bit of police brutality, unlawful detainment, internet blackouts, and social media blackouts as well to prevent word from being spread. This has been an ongoing protest, and unfortunately, there hasn't been much change. Yes, Sita and I saw these protests happening in New York City a few months ago. We would also like to highlight that February is Black History Month. UPS has actually temporarily redesigned part of their campaign named Proudly Unstoppable, which aims to support Black and small businesses hurt by the pandemic. So they've commissioned art for a lot of their delivery boxes. The design is called Let's Rise Together, and it was created by a 25-year-old Black artist, Sophia Yeshi, and it will appear on all boxes throughout February. As part of the campaign, UPS is working with the nonprofit 30-Day Fund to provide $5,000 loans to Black-owned small businesses in need each day this month. Lastly, we wanted to cover a new New York Times feature-length documentary called Framing Britney Spears. It captures what the public might not know about the nature of Spears' conservatorship and her court battle with her father. Hashtag Free Britney. Now, let's get on to the episode. So we've gotten some reactions from some of our listeners, and people really do like when we do put a little bit of our input and opinions because it is a little more personalized, and I feel like you get to know more of our personalities as well, which is sometimes hard on a podcast. But today, we're bringing it back old school. Now, this is something that we would do way back in college. Catherine would sit on my couch, and we would be talking about the exact same thing. Today, we are going to talk about fashion shows specifically fashion shows from spring couture 2021 so we are going to do a review much like our trend reviews but it's going to be high fashion this time there were a couple of spring 2021 couture shows like area sr studio fendi victor and rolf iris van herpen chanel valentino etc but we're going to select a few brands that we have specific opinions on. So when I was looking into couture in general, I thought it was really interesting in that 
I feel like fashion houses had to somewhat change how they were conducting their business because according to there's like a, an official association that conducts all of couture and what's considered couture. Basically, what it means is that things are made to order and made specifically for the customer. And in order for it to meet the association of couture standards, the piece of clothing has to have three fitting with the customer. And so I thought it's interesting because I'm not really sure, maybe we could look into this. I'm not really sure how these fashion houses are adapting considering we're still in the pandemic. Not everyone can travel to Paris, for example, and get all of these fittings done. And I think that component actually translates to some of the collections that we will discuss today. So let us start with Fendi. Okay, the very first one is Demi Moore. Everyone was talking about whether or not she got crazy plastic surgery or her makeup actually was like this. So I was actually looking at some plastic surgery pages earlier today because my sister's interested in getting lip injections. Surprise, Dad. I (laughs) surprised She was sending me some doctors that she's been researching in New York City, and one of them actually was commenting on Demi Moore's face. Now, some people are conflicted because a lot of people think it's just the makeup. Like, without makeup, she doesn't look as extremely different, but... A lot of plastic surgeons are saying she has work done. And I feel like she was aging so gracefully previously. Mm. So I'm not really sure why. I mean, obviously, it's her own personal choice. But I feel like she was a great icon in Hollywood that people looked up to who wasn't the first to go do work. Uh, As for her look, I think it's interesting. Like, I feel like this would be a uh, Zoom office party outfit. Yeah, I agree. I don't totally love it. I mean, what is the vibe of Fendi anyway, do you think? To me, it's very like kind of outlandish, like not quite my style because it's like outlandish, but sort of brash. So Fendi actually is traditionally known for furs, which is interesting because for couture, they actually didn't start doing couture shows until only a couple of years ago, like probably in the last 20 years. They're not a traditional fashion house that has hosted couture shows. And in fact, the only couture shows that they would host was for the fall season. I think this is the first spring season that they're doing. So that's quite surprising. But it also makes sense. Most customers and people who are interested in fashion aren't going to be wearing furs in the spring. Yeah. Okay, so did you know that Phi Cadra collaborated in the creative direction for the show? Oh, no way for Fendi? Yes. Wait, how'd you know? It was on his Insta. Okay. Did he post about it? Mm -hmm. I think the Fendi show, I think... The items are pretty lackluster. I don't think there's anything that really sparks joy in me. And also, I think there are a lot of asymmetrical pieces. Honestly, they seem a little half done. I think some things you can tell obviously take a lot of craftship, which is what you want to showcase in couture. But none of these items I people in 2021 maybe wear other Mm. than this Demi Moore Zoom party outfit. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I made this show of note is the celebrity model cast. Yeah. I do not think people would be paying attention to this if it wasn't for the models. I think even Cara Delevingne came out of retirement of being a model to be in the show. Mm. And I like that they have some male models as well. And I think it wasn't even necessarily for male looks. But what about Bella's look? I think she looked so ethereal. Maybe it's just because it was her. actually going to be wearing a cape over this. (laughs) 
No, but it's true. Like, if you were at a wedding yeah. and you wear something like this, this is so not utile at all. That's true. It's pretty, but it's a silhouette we've all seen before. Yeah, that's true. It is a basic look. I guess she's just pretty. Also, where do they do it? Where'd they do the show? It looks like a museum. It was completely built out. It was in a warehouse. I did like Lila Moss's look, but I guess you're right. It's not that usable or it won't be that expendable because it's transparent. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of things that are transparent. I think the only person that I've ever seen pull off a transparent look is Kendall Jenner with La Perla at the Met Gala. I think it's really pretty, Lila Moss's outfit. Yeah. But look at the boots. Who would wear that all together? <laughs> Who would wear that? <laughs> it looks true. so ugly together. It's so That's bad. That's true. It's so where bad. Would you, where would you wear this? Nowhere. That Nowhere. Is, that, you can't. Maybe a costume, you know? Yeah. For our listeners, basically, it's an extremely beautiful, well-crafted, beaded overlay over what looks like a bodysuit and then knee-high mm. boots. Odd silhouettes altogether. But do you think any pieces of couture are actually put on a runway and meant to be worn? I feel like some of it is meant more as art. Or people who are able to kind of attain those pieces of clothing they do wear this stuff yeah I guess it's just weird because there aren't any red carpets for people to make a statement with these anymore like I feel like there there was a particular like Versace tube dress that is embroidered and I think Naomi Campbell and Kendall wore it and after that I feel like I saw it at a bunch of places because it was on the red carpet a few times and I think that'll also show up in some of the other shows that we look at like mm. I feel like the couture as much as it is art like you said it's supposed to be a reflection of the times that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of in this odd phase of still in the pandemic, but there's hope on the horizon and we're trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of those pieces that we're going to see will kind of reflect that. Yeah. I feel like we can move on. Okay, I'm ready. So next we're going to move on to Schiaparelli, which is one of my favorite couture brands. I think because they caught my eye when they started making those gold masks and gold spectacles and just a lot of gold jewelry that would kind of encase the body. And I think it's just so unique and interesting and unlike anything I've ever seen before. I think I really enjoy fashion because it's an art form and I think Schiaparelli really turns it into one. So how do you feel about the breastplates and musculature? The breastplate was seen on Kim Kardashian's Christmas outfit and she got a lot of hate for it. I thought it was really cool and interesting and she paired it with a green skirt and had that black Hulk like thing. And I thought it was cool. I would wear it, but you definitely have to be, if I'm wearing edgier looks like that, then I have to be in a certain mood. Like when we, whenever we'd wear our wigs, I would have to be in a mood. Because you have to be ready to take on that persona and equip yourself for the judgment that you're going to face. So I was watching this YouTube video from the channel Oatla Mode, and it's this guy who kind of critiques all of these fashion topics. And so he was looking at couture shows. So I don't want to take credit for this, but something that he noted with this collection was that with all of the musculature breastplates, they were all seen on black models. He kind of uh, brought up the question if that was purposeful because none of the really muscular, defining, six-pack, whatever it may be, were seen on any of the white models. Just an interesting note. But there is one look where there's a gold baby being breastfed in this black dress with a gold zipper. 
And I feel like that's so camp. It's so like a lot of these pieces, you're right. Like I feel like they would be for an event. Like I would totally rock that. A little baby. I think it's so it's such a conversation starter. I mean, I love to make a statement. I feel like I could definitely see you wearing pieces of this collection, similar to how I can see Lady Gaga wearing pieces of this collection, mm. possibly. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of the pieces are made to make a statement, are made to start that conversation. It's interesting because I remember we were talking about Kim Kardashian's Christmas outfit. And I was saying, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it's not my favorite. I honestly didn't like how it was paired. But seeing it in this collection as a uh, cohesive set, I like it. I, really I think it also shows contrast between having a female figure and then having such a concrete, robust musculature, I feel like that isn't very much seen in fashion, especially as a yeah. reflection of the models. But it's kind of uh, definitely like a cultural phenomenon. If you think about models in the 90s, like yeah. no one had abs. Like all you could see were their hip bones. Yeah, but I feel like like people like adore Emily Ratajkowski just because she has like crazy abs. Well, mm. if you look at any of the models, right? Like even if you look at the progression of Victoria's Secret models over the years. Yeah, they get more fit. Like, you would see muscles, you would see uh, abs. Mm -hmm. And they really harped on the fact that all of their models worked out so much and all of this stuff. (laughs) Hashtag train like an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm reading the Vogue Runway article about it, and it says, speaking over Zoom, he, as in Daniel Roseberry, he said he approached a new collection with a renewed energy to focus on what I want to say here to capture the irony and what Giap, oh, I like that, like Dilap was about. (laughs) Her legacy still lives really large and it feels really true to this moment. The pandemic has upended fashion. Some designers and brands are sitting the season out, not Roseberry. Talks about, oh, Roseberry's fabulous gilded bijou. Eyeglasses with enamel, eyes in the center, masks that cover nose and mouth, fingertip talons, and nipple buttons. But the clothes are nearly as provocative, like large pantsuits, inverted volumes, things like that. The models are really quite lanky. I think the whole aesthetic is just like reminiscent of Tim Burton. Oh, that's an interesting point. I feel like it's also because of the photographs taken. Yeah, the way they take it. Yeah, the proportions. They are really interesting. Like, I feel like all of the photos, and we're looking at the photos on the Vogue runway website, really accentuate proportion. Yeah. Okay, one thing I really don't like are these fake gold toes. It looks like a penny loafer slash Birkenstock, but better. No, no, no. You know what they look like? The feet on mummies. If you go see a mummy in a museum, you can still Mm. see some of the toes and there's toenails. That's what those look like. So the next fashion house we're going to do is my mother's favorite, Chanel. Obviously, the legacy of Karl Lagerfeld is gone. And so I think a lot of attention has been brought to the shows as the new creative director, Virginie Viard, is heading the collection. Anyways, let's get into it. It's interesting because on the Vogue runway side, it says Chanel's creative director, Virginia Viard, was hearing wedding bells, not of her own, but it seems like the entire collection was inspired to be similar to more bohemian style, more wedding or family celebration in a village than at the Ritz. Yes, definitely. So I watched part of the show, actually, because I was interested to see what it turned out to be like. Mm-hmm. And another note is that couture shows usually end with a wedding dress right at the end. 
So I I thought it was interesting that Chanel really harped on that and made it this whole garden party wedding theme because it really does seem like that. And even how it was set up, their audience was so small, so curated. Like a lot of them were representatives or faces of Chanel currently. And they set it up so it was kind of like a small wedding. It It was really sweet. And I think this is as much as Chanel is known for their craftsmanship and classic design and history and heritage. This was a very, very simple collection, very streamlined. I feel like in my opinion, I don't think there was anything spectacular. And I do have a comment about the wedding dress at the end. But I think this is a more realistic reflection of what people would be wearing in this. Yeah, next season. I would totally wear a lot of these. Yeah, like Especially I feel like work. One thing that I did want to note, though, is that there is literally no diversity in the models. Yeah, wait, I was literally thinking the same thing because it's not even like racially like they have a few. I mean, they don't have a lot of representation racially, but even facial wise, they definitely go for a certain look like very Lily Rose Depp-esque wide alien type of look where you your eyes are a little bit far apart and you have a really refined cheekbone. Mm-hmm. And then they just have like sleek black hair for the most part. They also, well, they only had one plus size model who was then fitted in a really oversized outfit. I don't know, kind of strange combination. There's one outfit, number 12, which is a layered ruffled skirt, which reminds me so much of Dior, specifically the dress that Harry Styles was wearing on the cover of Vogue. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of these silhouettes and outfits are kind of done before. There's nothing new. I see that Virginia is trying to update the tweed that I feel like Chanel is known for mm-hmm. and put it in different structures and styles. But to me, it doesn't really seem like a lot of it really works. Yeah. Okay, so one look I really don't like is number 20. It's a structured blazer. Honestly, the style of it and cut of it really reminds me of Dior, like Dior Mm. Couture. And they're just known for kind of that exaggerated shoulder. And then I feel like this is also a half done piece. Like what is this extra lace that they've put on the front? Basically, it's a really nice structured pantsuit made of tweed. And then there's just some like tablecloth doilies that are stitched onto the front. <laughs> it reminds me of RBG's necklace. It's called, oh, Descent Collar. One that I thought was an interesting look was number 31, which basically okay. I feel like the silhouettes uh, sewn together are a little strange, but I kind of like the mesh torso part. Mm. where it's kind of see-through and then there's a somewhat belly chain type of deal I I think it's kind of nice it's like refreshing for Chanel because I feel like it's not super antiquated it's quite modern and then kind of get a pop of fun in there (laughs) you do it is interesting would you wear it anywhere uh I feel like I would wear it to your birthday party like if you were having a birthday party I would show up for that okay it reminds me of when Gigi and Bella went to the MTV VMAs together and uh, Bella wore that top with a huge suspender down her stomach. From Charlotte Knowles. I cannot believe that you're bringing this up because the other day I was looking at it and I was like, 
I hope that's us too. I don't know about oh, one day. No, yeah, it was so sweet because they both have such distinct styles, but they matched and it was just, it was cute. I know, that was really great. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I want to say about the Chanel collection is the wedding dress. Now, the last scene of the show is really, really pretty. Basically, the quote-unquote bride slash model comes in on a horse and gets down and is wearing this beautiful wedding dress. And the first time I saw it, I sent it to Catherine and I was like, whoa, this is so interesting because it reminds me of Indian clothing and Indian wear and structures so Mm. much. Not only the embroidery, but the silhouette, the buttons, everything. And in fact, it actually reminds me a lot of Priyanka Chopra's wedding dress now that I think about it. For her Indian wedding. No, for her white wedding. The one by Ralph Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like the collar and the buttons coming down. Yeah. What was your favorite piece from the collection? What would you wear? I would wear the, I would wear the wedding dress, not to my, not to a wedding though, but I would wear it to like somewhere I want to stunt <laughs> a derby. <laughs> no one wears a long dress to a derby. Okay. I guess that's true. I don't know. Some kind of formal event that's like a little bit eccentric, but you definitely dress up for, but not a celebratory one because it looks uncomfortable and immobile. I <laughs> uh, want to do Iris Van Herpen. Sure. So Iris Van Herpen, I discovered actually on a design Instagram because I think that they had this one dress that almost used some sort of, yeah, yeah, an illusion. So it it had like illusions affiliated with the design of the dresses. And I thought it looked so interesting because it was just something that was scream statement piece. And I would definitely wear it if I was going to a red carpet event. But then I saw Joey King wear it at a red carpet event. And I was like, I don't want to wear this anymore. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I agree. That optical illusion dress actually yes, is optical illusion. I feel like Iris Van Herpen also came into my conscience Yeah, on a mainstream level because that whole collection was insanely stunning. Like the structure of yeah. it. The design of all of the pieces, they were similar yet different. And I feel like this couture collection is also that way, but they did less so with the fine details of things, but more so the colors and dyes and then silhouettes and what the actual fabric is. I think that's what really shone through in in this collection. But I think what's interesting with Iris Van Herpen's collections every single time is they are somewhat nature inspired. They're also really sustainable as a result. And I think that's why they take inspiration from nature and just all very nature oriented. I'm a fan of this designer. Actually, so she started when she was 22. Yeah. Crazy. But has always had exactly what you're saying, like this sustainability focus, being inspired by nature and organic shapes. And I think it's interesting. So in this Vogue article, they talk about how some of the pieces are reminiscent of mushrooms, which you can definitely see that. And I think (laughs) that's it. No, but it's cool because I feel like that almost highlights what already exists in nature that people may not have noticed before. I'm getting Harry Potter vibes. I feel like if there was one fashion house that you were to wear at a red carpet event, if it was your first really exclusive one, yes. yes, Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is totally my jam because it's statement-y, but a little bit sexy, still slightly elegant, but super unique and interesting. And I think as a designer as well, it really catches my eye as a product designer, I mean, because I just think that it's such an intricate approach to beauty and functionality. Definitely. I agree. Which piece is your favorite? From this collection? Yeah. Ooh. 
I also think it's interesting that they they all wear the same shoes in different colors, basically. Mm-hmm. These wouldn't be the pieces that I would pick at first, if that makes mm. sense. Like, I think they're so beautiful as pieces of art, but I don't know how they would look on myself. I think I would really like look 11. This dress, it looks like a phoenix rising from the ashes. And at the bottom, it's very beta fish-esque with some mermaid detail that is ruched. <laughs> I would love that, yeah. See, yeah. I feel like if I was to wear one of these pieces, I would look like Joey King. I don't know why. I feel bad because I honestly don't think Joey King is bad. But when I saw it on her, I was like, is this really what it looks like in the real world? You know, not all of us are as tall as you, Catherine. I don't know if I'm tall enough to pull it off. Okay, so the next fashion house we are going to do is Dior. The collection was basically supposed to be inspired by mystical paths, like tarot cards, like all of this stuff. Because apparently Christian Dior back in the day used to have a tarot card reader read his cards every time before a couture show. So they wanted to channel that into the collection, which I thought was really cool and really interesting, especially because that's right up my alley. Did they even have a physical runway show or did they just take pictures Renaissance style of all of these different looks? I think they just took pictures. It's very, like, Baroque. Yeah. I only know that because I've taken one art history class, and it was on Baroque art. <laughs> and no, it is. Be. For sure. It's I mean, also it looks, interesting. Sorry, it looks like the portraits of Louis Fourteenth when he was trying to create his cult of personality. One thing that I saw was that a lot of people reposted photos from this collection claiming that it was inspired by Bridgerton because you see the empire mm. waste. I also think like Bridgerton didn't invent an empire waste. Like I feel like this is already heading in that direction anyway. I agree completely. So when people say that, I don't think it's valid in any way, but I think it's funny how a lot of people have made that connection. Mm. And I also DM'd one of these pieces to Catherine, also highlighting the fact that it, so it really made me think about Indian clothing, Indian fabrics. Like when you go shopping for saris and outfits and stuff like that, sometimes you can just get just the material or just the style of embroidery or beading or whatever it may be. And a lot mm. of these pieces remind me of that so much. Like a lot of brocade work, embroidery, really heavy materials, and you can see how ornate they are. Yeah, it's just like so interesting. I feel like it's also kind of a reflection of maybe history at that time, where you did see a lot of Eastern influences in the Western world as globalization was becoming more so of a thing. I think it's interesting because Dior has such different tones for different lines. Definitely. But these are definitely wearable pieces, you know? I think I would personally wear these outfits if I was going for a very specific tone. I think the thing is, I like it to be a little bit audacious or eye-catching in some way, whether that be through the material design or cut. Really classic, elegant silhouettes can be attractive in the way that I feel like you're trying to uh, convey. That's true. That's true. Because also, I think you are the one that taught me that you don't necessarily need to wear clothes that show a bunch in order to have that kind of like coquettish type of vibe. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our last fashion house. So on Vogue Runway, they write at Valentino locked down in Rome with his atelier, Pier Paolo Piccioli. Do you think that's right? 
That's out of proper span of time to apply his brain power and the hands of his workforce to what you might call a new vision of casual couture. My idea is to witness the moment, he said. It's more about pieces that will give an effortlessness. The narrative of the collection is the collection itself. No stories, nothing figurative. I wanted to work on surfaces, but workmanship, which becomes the surface itself. Kind of following up on that. So the last Valentino Couture collection was actually all stark white and cream. And it was supposed to be a reflection of what was happening in the world and that they were these really extravagant gowns, but they were, they had no color. And I feel like it was kind of supposed to show hopelessness. And then this is kind of what I was mentioning before, where you still have that white and cream and neutral tones, pops of color that could be representing kind of hope on the horizon. This is also, Mm. in my opinion, the one collection that I think is the most wearable, the most realistic I could see every single piece being worn by people at home right now. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of the only couture that we reviewed so far that I feel like is channeling the industry's inclination towards loungewear because they're all comfortable pieces. But I also think it's interesting that for some of the more plain pieces, they have the models wear a gold mask, which kind of looks like Schiaparelli. It's actually makeup. Oh, I see. Mm Mm-hmm. This was actually really interesting because this was one of the shows that I thought where it was presented was really important Mm -hmm. because I also think it showed so much more of the contrast of the simplicity of the clothing pieces to the ornate and really classic venue. The one interesting thing, though, in this collection are the shoes, the platform Mm. shoes. And I saw this in a Diet Prada post. Let me pull it up about how there's going to be this resurgence of really extreme platform shoes as shown by Lady Gaga in the past. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, I always think platforms are a good idea because they will always serve as a a statement. And also, I don't really particularly like to wear really, really tall heels or anything. So it's good if it's a platform. So I think it's also just usable in general. Really? But these are so extreme. Look at them. They are very Lady Gaga-esque. Um, I think it's because, I think maybe it's too, well, I think the sense of the Valentino models is just very long and slim. So it just makes them look even longer and slimmer. And also I think it kind of serves as a bit of a statement for the outfits. One thing I really like about this collection are the color tones. I feel like Mm. we've definitely talked about previously the dissemination of couture to high fashion to then contemporary brands and then fast fashion and then you really see it everywhere mainstream mm-hmm. I think these color tone combinations are definitely going to be a palette that we will see in the future for example look 33 is this light green almost sage color mm-hmm. and a burnt orange brown copper tone which I feel like I would never pair together but it looks great here mm. I definitely could see that in the future. As for everything else, I think also the structure of everything is that they're also kind of oversized. So in the aspect of that couture, like that couture association rule where there needs to be three fittings, I feel like in this time, these pieces would be a lot easier to tailor because they are supposed to be oversized. So regardless of that three fitting rule, it would be a lot easier to achieve the same looks for multiple clients. I really like that there's quite a few jackets that have cut out patterns. There are also a lot of jackets with just slits in the sides. Yeah, I like it. I guess maybe it's not the most functional, but 
it is definitely a statement. I would wear 26, like a bunch of white rings connected to one another. And I think that's really interesting. My favorite look is number three. I would completely wear that, like anywhere. I love the gloves and the hot pink as an accent and the rest of it's super just flowy. But yeah, I do see you. It's kind of like it fits you in the right places. Yeah. Excellent chat, Otis. Thank you. Well, I think that it's interesting to see spring 2021 couture, especially during this time, because I think for a little bit at the beginning of the pandemic, people were really uncertain if the fashion shows were going to continue um, and if they were in what capacity. But I think this goes to show that fashion knows no bounds (laughs) or pandemic, really, because I think the creativity is still flowing, but brands should be more conscious of the fact that the industry is going is leaning towards loungewear and comfortability in which case they need to adapt to that and I think Valentino is the one that did yeah perhaps they just have some more foresight or but also on the other hand I think it's good to continue to have creativity outside of the loungewear space because it continues a sense of normalcy within fashion and also I think provides an entertainment outlet and sense of escapism Yeah, I agree completely. As much as I do love Valentino and its kind of accessibility and sure, like a lot of the pieces, I feel like I could definitely see a large variety of people wearing. Mm. The other collections really do provide inspiration and creative direction, which is something that you do want to see in the fashion industry. At the end of the day, it is an art. But I also love how regardless, all the collections still somewhat have a reflection of culture and that's something I never really paid attention to until now and that was like very present and we highlighted that in pretty much all of our discussions for every collection so I'm interested to see if we will see that in future collections because I feel like we will maybe do more episodes like these Mm. where we will be critiquing different collections so please let us know if it's something that you enjoy I really enjoyed this discussion Catherine really brought me back to our college days (laughs) (laughs) me too all right well thank you to everyone for listening yes you can find us now on clubhouse i think we're going to start live streaming our episodes there well thank you everyone for listening to this episode of just me and Catherine. please let us know if you like episodes like these where we are critiquing different fashion concepts and shows or what else you would like to listen to well that's all for now folks (laughs) do 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 (laughs) Hey! <laughs>